Welcome to Kentucky Roll Call with Walker and Roush. Oh, back to school, back to school to prove to Dad that I'm not a fool. I got my lunch packed up, my boots tied tight. I hope I don't get a fight. Oh, back to school, back to school, back to Welcome back, Kentucky Roll Call here on your Thursday morning. July 27th, TJ Walker, Nick Roush, and Patrick Ryan here. Appreciate you listening along. Text on into the Thornton's text line, 502-414-1450. And as always, stop by at Thornton's to get your day started. They've got coffee, they've got power sodas, drinks, everything that you could ever need at a Thornton's. And you'll save money. Each and every time you go to the pump with your cell phone number, if you're a refresher and rewards member, it's that easy. We love Thornton's, you do as well. That rejoin of Billy Madison, Roush, when we went into the studio yesterday, I'm sure you saw all those kids. Indiana, I think, is back in school. Uh, some of them had their first day yesterday. Some of them have their first day today, I believe. That's wild. July 27th. That's uh, not right. Indiana, that's not right. They do do like the the extra week for Christmas, the two week spring break, the full week fall break. Like it, this is the hottest week of the summer. I mean, it totally defeats the point. Like the point of summer break was it's hot outside. Everybody could take a break, and also it's expensive to keep schools cool enough to be able to have kids in them, right? Uh, during the hot times, days of the summer. So yeah, I don't, I don't understand. Don't understand at all. I, I don't either. It's uh, it, it's hor it's hor like that would just stink. It, July, I heard that rejoin and I was like, it, instantly I said, oh, I meant to bring up that we saw all those school kids outside the studio yesterday, um, and we didn't bring it up on the show yesterday, which even then July twenty sixth to go back is even crazier. But then I was like, well, probably about a month early for that rejoin. I was like, well, no, it's not. Like people are going back to school and they go back to school earlier and earlier every year. And I just, I don't know. I don't keep up with the Indiana school schedule, but where are they like making up these breaks? Do they get all of, do they get like from December 15th to January 15th off? Do they get, that's one thing, Roush, that was good about yeah. college is the Christmas breaks in college were awesome, where in high school, I thought they were pretty like terrible. Too quick. It was pretty, it was busy. It was busy two weeks. And yeah, that that's, I think they do a month for winter break. They get a one week fall break and they get a two week spring break. So, there's some very long breaks for year-round. And they just, they just do eight weeks for summer. Just eight weeks even. Eight yeah. weeks even? They get two-week spring break? Yes. That is see, intriguing. It, that is intriguing. See, if you're a parent, do you take advantage of it? Do you go on like a 10-day trip? Can you afford it? Yeah, and I, I think the teachers like it because, A, they just get more like longer breaks built in in between. But the other argument is that there's less catching up from eight weeks isn't as drastic as maybe 12 weeks, but like JCPS is back in two weeks. So like, it's not that much of a difference. Can you imagine how bad a seventh grade classroom smells on July 27th? Oh, I could not. I mean, it, it would be so like one, just like BO probably BO city USA, a, a seventh grade classroom coming close to you. 
But then secondly, there'd be like the overcompensators, the 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 big body sprays. And Roush, he's not here, so we can talk behind his back. You know, it's one of our favorite things to do. But like Scooch yep. was a big body spray guy until we kind of bullied him a little bit. And then he stopped. Right, right. Because like that's sometimes even worse fact, than just the bad smell. Masking the bad yeah. smell can sometimes make even a worse smell than just the stink to begin well, with. Yeah, that's it, why Trevor doesn't it do it. It accentuates it. Like, like I, sometimes you can get away with like, oh, it's a little B.O., but like it's body odor. So like your nose is used to it. Adding like some sort of perfume, you just it just points it out. It's uh, like uh, our thought, our thoughts to the teachers out there. Yeah. I don't um, care what Matt Bevan says. We like you. <laughs> well, the Indiana, uh, the Indiana teachers don't was. care. How about but Matt P- Bevan? P- we're working on the timing still with P. Diddy and just our yeah. pronunciations and clearing our throats. What was that, P. Diddy? I said the Indiana teachers don't care what Matt Bevan thinks of them. Huh? Uh, nobody should care what Matt Bevan thinks of them. And apparently his wife doesn't. Yeah. Yeah, and Roush, if you can believe it, that it's supposedly a messy. It's it's messy between them two. Yeah, um, you know the divorce filings are public, so some of the stories that are coming out. Uh, she's asking for child support, and his response from his lawyer is, "She's an able-bodied woman who can work and support herself." And it's like, well, she has been, you know, a stay-at-home mom for thirty years, so like probably not the most qualified to enter the workforce and make a decent living to support her family. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but, well, best of luck to, to their whole yeah. family. Divorces absolutely stink. So uh, they do. So they so, do. so so good luck. Good luck there. What were you going to say, Roush? You found out the, the, the show. show I, how to with John Wilson. I figured it out. It's very weird. It's very different. But man, there's some. That's the scaffolding one was crazy. And then there's also, um, I don't even know what the name of that episode was but it was such a weird episode that i i was just like i i, I don't know if i can watch anymore like that i it, it was hilarious but it was uh he found a group of people that want to get recircumcised it's a very weird subset of humans and they are they're real they're real that want to get uh, how do you do how do it you doesn't do grow back uh, it, yeah uh, it, there's a whole episode about it and it is it's it's it, However weird you think it is, it's even weirder. And he was just around these people, and it is, but like it's a, it's a subset of uh, people on the internet that actually exist in real life. Uh, I wouldn't say that you're like my number one recommendation guy, but I do take your recommendations. Like if you say something's good, more times than not, I'll check it out. I listened to the Founding Sun podcast, enjoyed it. Um, I don't have any interest in watching them. That sounds horrible. Yeah, uh, it, it was one of those that, like, Drew Franklin kind of tipped me off, and he was like, I can't. It's like, I'm warning you. It's not It's not for everybody. But once you start watching, you just can't stop because you can't believe that any of this stuff is real. And he shoots it all on, like, a handheld camera, which is even more mind-blowing. Uh, and it's just like, how do these like, – and a lot of it just starts with him walking around in New York City filming stuff. Uh, but it's it's – it's crazy, uh, but speaking of walking around cameras, um, I, I'm looking at a movie set right now. There, uh, yeah, I, I, I don't, I, ha- I haven't gotten to the bottom of what this film is about, but um, I, I, I noticed some cameras around the 
Presbyterian church that's right around the corner from me. And I had to, I was like, so is, are y'all doing a commercial or something? They're like, we're actually shooting a movie. Turns out uh, my neighbor who has a kid around Duke's age, he's directing it. I need to find out more, but they had to put notices in mailboxes because um, they're, they're shooting, you know, from like 7 PM to 7 AM the next few nights. And there, there's going to be a gunfight in one of them. And they wanted to warn the neighbors to like, not be alarmed. Don't, like we've alerted the authorities. You don't need to call the police if you see a gunfight or hear gunshots um, in the next few days. Wow, so, perfect time to commit a crime in the South End. Feel like I'm living in. It's always a perfect though. time to Is commit this, a crime in the South End. No better time, some would say. Did they are is the shooting? Did they need like some backyard barbecue above ground pool scenes or something? And one of them goes <laughs> up wrong, and there's drama, or like an ex boyfriend shows up and just starts blasting. Is that what they were looking for? No, no, they were looking for an historic, scenic, um, <laughs> some would say, um, a Pleasantville esque type setting. Um, but I, I did think it was kind of, but Lyndon was all booked up. No, oh, that's what it was. I, but like some of this stuff I was just curious about. It's like, how can you do all this shooting at night? But like they have lights going through every window to make in their different colors to make it look like it's daytime. So just kind of stuff you don't think about. Um, interesting. Interesting. Maybe maybe I should ask if they need any extra any extras. Maybe they need a Michael Scarn to steal the show. Yeah, I think that'd be just be walking at the right place, at the right time, and you we could see you in in the next in the next movie. Maybe I thought everybody was on strike. I thought everybody comedy. was on strike. I thought everybody. I thought no more movies were being made. I think that's why they need Roush's neighbor to direct it. I don't think. Yeah, I, it, I don't think it's big time film. Mm, okay. Well, it's going to make it big after this movie. Yeah. Okay. All right. Well, uh, P Diddy, do you have anything you wanted to add? No. Okay. Uh, we'll just do a little on-air producing, uh, just because what we're used to. It, keep your mic muted unless you want to say something, and that way we know that like you're ready to rock and roll with a with a quip. Okay. Like you see the little mute button. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And that way, if it's yeah. off, it's like all right, we know to throw it over to old P Diddy, which is always a good time. Roush, I, I thought the woman's game was boring, to be honest with you. Like, it got much better in the second half, but that first half was painful to watch. One, the United States wasn't doing anything. They were just getting dominated that first half, uh, and they were losing. And secondly, I think the win played a factor with just not being able to run their offense the way that they wanted. Uh, got much more settled in in the second half. A lot of drama if, what's our coach's name? Like, Vlad, Vlad, Vladkin or something like that? Um, yeah, not really sure why he doesn't want to sub people. I mean, so it's, it's group it's group stage. I actually like have a tiny little bit of insight on a situation like this, um, okay. which you know I, nor I normally I normally don't. Usually firing off the hips with this sort of stuff. But I was talking to a coach when I was doing the Louisville City broadcast, and I don't remember if Louisville City had a game similar to this, or they had an opponent, or maybe it was like a, a national team, men's or women, and something was because we had a we had a very similar conversation to this about substitutions, and they basically said, I'll I'll paraphrase that conversation with the situation yesterday for the women's team, and if you didn't see it, 
the women, they tied it up in the second half and then really just controlled the game for the most part. The Netherlands had a few chances late in the game, but in the final 30 minutes was just basically all USA, and they just could not find the back of the net, unfortunately, to, to get the go-ahead goal and, and get all three points in this game. But around the 75th minute, people on social media, X or whatever, um, on threads, all the different social medias, they were saying, but use your substitutions. What are you doing? Like, it's 75th it's minute. It's the first you legs to, out there. You only get 15 yeah. minutes to go. There's no overtime in the group stage. Like, what, do, what, are you, what are we doing in this spot? So when I was talking with a former professional coach, he had told me that it's not always that easy. And, the, it, you know, it's kind of like a, a, a common sense statement. But basically, with last night, I bet the coach was thinking – we're all over them. Like we are just knocking on the door and we're going to find a goal here. And if I switch it up, that's automatically altering the chemistry and it's already changing the, the, how we're set up to go. And right now I like how we're set up to go. I like the way that we're playing. I like the way that we're tacking. I don't know if I want to mess any of that stuff up. And what that coach told me several years ago was when you're losing or things aren't really going your way, yeah, it's easy. You just make the sub. You need the fresh legs. You need to change something up. You want something to get switched up. But when you're playing well, although you don't maybe have anything to show for it, it like becomes a little bit trickier in that spot because they really were dominating. Now, that being said, Roush, I still think I would have made the subs. Um and I, once you saw the subs, it even turned it up a notch. So you, the chemistry aspect didn't really change, at least in my opinion. They maybe gave up a little bit more on counters. But uh, that's, I think, the dilemma was, do you want to mix up what is working for you? Um, and then he kind of, I'm sure, just started to run out of time where it was like, okay, I just got to make these subs now. Uh, even right. if we are close, I've just got to switch something up here. So I think that uh, maybe that provides a little bit more insight. So that, that makes sense because it did turn into one of those – frustrating games where the u.s was dominant in that second half but they had nothing to show for it on the scoreboard like it's like how close can you get to scoring a goal without actually scoring the one that was the closest i thought was uh it just skimmed right off i i, I forgot who took it but it was it was it was kind of like a second chance and they uh the the u.s i i don't know i don't remember who it was just gripped it and ripped it towards the left side of the net and it just skimmed off. Uh, but they had a lot of corner opportunities that were close, a lot of headers. There was just so many. Oh, the, the one that was just maybe a few inches that I think it was Sophia Smith that had the left foot. And it, I mean, just six inches, you know, if it's a foot to the left, like it's in the net, but it could have also been blocked. Uh, those yeah, I was, those I, games I was, were tough. I was disappointed with the goal we gave up. Like, Initially, it looked like we were just totally hosed. They were gonna, they were gonna score, and then we survived the initial attack. It's we, always the rebound. We cleared it not well, but it, it got out of the box again. And I get for the goalkeeper, it's a crowded box. You can't really see exactly where the ball is or the trajectory of the ball after it's coming off the foot. But you had plenty of time to dive and it wasn't all that far out of reach. And it also was a pretty far shot. I just think if you're the United States world cup goalkeeper, that's probably one that you need to find a way to get a mitt on. But uh, I, I think a disappointing draw, all things considered one, just to look that way in the first half was not good. And then 
Second, while you looked better, you, you still you still came away with a draw. You're still only able to get one goal, even when you were looking as good as as you were. So it does put some juice on the Portugal match, the final one, which I believe is Tuesday. And I think this is the one that's in the middle. Of, yeah, the one that's yeah. in the middle of the night. Which ooh, I don't. The, not sure what the, the, I think the play there is probably set the alarm for four and just catch the second half. I um. Uh... I just was – it's one of those things where I'm very much a flyover. Um, but like I said, I will get into all the World Cup games, especially in the summer. That was what threw me off the last World Cup. Putting it in wintertime in between college basketball and college football, like it just – it didn't register with me. Um, so I had never heard of Lindsey Horan before. But as I'm watching it, like this is right after halftime and Carly Lloyd's telling me that like – you know, they're looking disjointed, but a lot of it's just because they aren't bringing the juice to the field. Well, Lindsey Horan had some freaking juice. I, I, she got, I mean, drilled on that tackle. I thought she might have legitimately hurt her knee. And I was like, damn, that was that was a tough fall. And then almost immediately goes, I mean, uh, after she walks it off, is immediately thrust into the action. They go into the box for a, a corner kick. And she's just jawing at her teammate that tackled her. The refs got to, like, get them together to bring, you know, let's have a kumbaya. And I loved it. She was still, she was not having any of it. She was just jawing. I was like, man, I like this girl. This is awesome. Like, she ain't taking no bleep from nobody. Like, she's got that dog in her. It's like, you know how awesome, I mean, it was going through my mind. I was like, you know how badass it would be right now if she scored? And no sooner it went through my mind, bam, hit her right to the back of the net. Uh, Brooke had fallen asleep, and I did the, like, get up and just, like, oh, yeah, woke her up, and she was just, like, huh, huh, what just happened? I mean, I was I was so fired up. That was an incredible moment, and as bummed as I am about the draw, like, having that moment, like, I, I'm in. I'm hook, line, sinker. They got me. They got me, TJ. Did you – so are you not – would you say that you're not a Danielle Van de Donk fan? Van de Donk can which, suck which a dog. translates I mean, to Danielle Van de Donk in English. I love the fact too that they are te- club teammates, and so like that that even added even more juice to it, right? Um, it's like uh, Danny Rojas and uh, uh, I forget Van Dam, the goalie, when they play international. Oh, yeah, that, that that's a great that's a great scene. <laughs> uh, the the Dutch team easy on the eyes. Yeah, very, but, like, their strength was in their defense, just, like, being big and stout and strong thought, back there. I thought their strength was in the midfield. When we could get it up and attack, we we sustained attacks. We had good looks. You, you really needed more than one goal with the opportunities United States had. And then defensively, I thought we were a little shakier than what I yeah. am used to seeing with women's soccer. Right. But if the ball went to the middle, it just felt like the Netherlands would be on the attack. And we'd have to clear it out into an attack. I thought our midfield was horrible yesterday. I thought it was pretty mid. Am I right, P. Diddy? Hey. Hey. Roosevelt was pretty awesome, though. She's always awesome. I wonder, does she usually not start? I think they said she's coming off an injury. So they were starting, actually, the racing Louisville girl, Savannah DeMello, who... uh, I don't, I don't know. Like, I, it's hard for me to have strong takes on who's playing well or not. Um, but I did appreciate that she just started getting frustrated at the end of the half and just fouling the hell out of the Netherlands. 
uh, before she got subbed out by Lavelle. All right, let's end hour one here. We're going to talk conference realignment. Colorado on the move, supposedly. Uh, back to the Big 12. Is that going to be an awkward reunion for them? What that will mean for the rest of the college football landscape. And then the Thornton's text liners have come through. Thank you all. You always do. So we'll get to those as well. A lot to get to in hour number two of Kentucky Roll Call. TJ Walker, Roll Nick Roush, and Patrick Ryan will be back. In 1947, Callista Smith